Well, hey, Jeremiah. <laughs> hey, Jesse, how you doing? <laughs> good. I'm good. <laughs> is uh this is not our typical podcast this is uh well i mean it's it's our podcast well wait is, do we have a typical podcast no we don't that's one of our uh defining features is that <laughs> we are different all the time uh it's us two we're the we're the key factors in our podcast yeah, yeah. um our relationship our uh Ability to agree and disagree at times, but still love each other through all of that. That's true. That's our constant. <coughs> Jeremiah, you're uh, you're you're my constant. Uh, <laughs> you're my that, north star. That, that makes me think of the. Uh, there's been a kind of a resurgence on TikTok. Uh, may, maybe you've seen it as well. The the like the two guys are getting together. Like like, hey, I've been hearing that you've been saying some stuff about my friend here, Jeremiah. Right, this is my boy. Right, this is my friend right here. Like, this is my boyfriend. Like, whoa, what do you? You can't talk. And then the guy's like, whoa, 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 no, whoa, whoa. no, no. We you... are boys. Yeah, yeah. We are friends. <laughs> we are not boyfriends. <laughs> uh, that is one of my favorite sounds. Yeah, so funny, so good. Anyways, uh, uh, different, different setup. Although I, I'm not hating it. I'm not hating it. Um, I, I am in my. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in my parents' garage. <laughs> that was our... That's so weird. It made the noise. I, I stopped the dryer right before we started recording, and I didn't know it was going to make another song. Um, but I am, yeah. uh, I, I'm sitting in my, in my parents' garage uh, recording this. We weren't able to record earlier today. Uh, uh, Jeremiah's... Because life. Uh, yeah, yeah, life. Yeah. Jeremiah has a time and that, we that, are... that works. And my, my family is... Oh, man, it's... It's just really cold out here. Uh, uh, Liz is Liz is sick. The boys are asleep, and so finding a time to uh, to record uh, and a space to do so without um, uh, making too much noise. I, I'm I'm in the garage, and it's working. There's a part of me. It, yes, it is working. Uh, people can't see what I see, but I just see a tripod in front of your face. <laughs> so when I watch this thing for the first time on Spotify or YouTube. It'll be the first time I get to see your, your genuine reactions to whatever it is we're saying. So that'll be fun for me. Uh, but there's a part of me knowing full well that you, uh, you're you going to be in the cold. Want to show up in like in t- a t-shirt or like a Tommy Bahama <laughs> shirt, you know, just like lounging. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, when I, I, I checked the temperature right before coming out here and it was 38, which like isn't terrible. Plenty, plenty of people do things in colder weather. I, I was telling my boys, uh, I think it was last night, we were out past dark, just like throwing the ball for the dog and just screwing around. And and, uh, and they were like, it's so cold out here. And I was like, I know. It's When I was a kid, though, this was when we'd be playing football out in the cul-de-sac until our parents yelled at us to come inside. Like this was, this was like a, a normal, natural thing to be out in t-shirt and shorts in this weather playing sports. Yeah. I remember uh, living up in Washington and then, coming down to San Diego, and it was like 55 in San Diego, you know. And I'd show up in like t-shirt and shorts, and everyone else is in jeans, uh, flannel jackets, you know, just fully, <laughs> like basically wearing what you're wearing yeah. in 55 degree weather. And I'd be like, uh, no, this is totally fine. I can yeah. handle this. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing how much our bodies adapt. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm very cold a lot of the time. 
Um, I, I get teased quite a bit. I usually have my jacket and hoodie on and I'm, I'm just always just kind of sitting like this in the corner of a room uh, because, because I'm cold and it took me seven years to acclimate to uh, California and now because I'm older, it'll probably take me longer to reacclimate to uh, to Washington. Yeah, are your boys enjoying the different weather though? They don't seem to mind at all. And and uh, you uh -huh. know, Ryan, uh, my oldest, he he uh, he's totally embracing that crazy junior higher. Uh, I don't need a jacket kind of phase. Um, like we're walking out to the car in the morning to take him to school. There's frost everywhere. Like I'm scraping windshields. And I look over and he's just short sleeve tee. Like, dude, where's your jacket? He's like, I don't need it. Like, it's it's almost literally freezing outside. And and you have to have a jacket on. He's like, why? I'm gonna be inside all day. I'll be fine. Dude. He's got I mean, he's not wrong. <laughs> sure. But <it's laughs> so I tell him, like, dude, what what happens if we like break down? Like, you just I just need you to have it. Tell you what, just have a jacket with you. Just in case, because I, I mean, there were times I remember being a kid here in Washington and not thinking I needed a jacket. And then all of a sudden I end up stuck somewhere and I realize, oh, crap, uh, I, I'm freezing. <laughs> I remember like uh, being up in Washington and then going for like a run outside in the snow <laughs> and then cars would like drive by me and like, sir, are you OK? Where's your car? And I'm like. <laughs> No, I'm just I'm just running. Uh, I know I don't look like it now, but back in the day when I enjoyed it, <laughs> I'm, like, like, sir, I'm but, just running. But you're wearing the overalls. I don't understand. I, I feel like who's chasing you, sir? Like who hurt you? <laughs> no, I was like in these like, shorts and like a hoodie, you know. And like yeah. I'm good to go to running. Uh, and then I'd go to like the store and be in flip flops because that's my favorite uh, footwear. <laughs> and people like I'd, I'd say the same thing. It's like, dude, I'm walking five feet from my car. To the store right. and back, my feet can handle those five that five feet of snow. It's uh, <laughs> true. So I, I'm I'm right there with you, Ryan. That's all I'm trying to say here, Ryan. I agree with you. Well, good. That's so. There's one, Ryan. You got one person on your side. Well, and all the other junior hires. Yes, uh, because that's how they all look. Yeah. So, uh, what happened last week? Why didn't we record last week? Was it just scheduling? We just weren't able to scheduling. Yeah. Uh, as I was saying, we're both adults, and you know, you have a wife and kids, and I have a wife and a job, and you have a job, and sometimes because we're not professional, we don't get paid to do this. Yeah. Unfortunately, it's got to be put on the back the back burner at times. That's true. Uh, and, and so, and I think that's okay. But if you want to start paying us to do this, we will gladly, gladly do this more often. Yeah, I won't say no. <coughs> I won't say no. Yeah. So uh, do it. Dude, should we just put our separate Venmos up? Should we should we create a, a level five Venmo? Should we? Oh, if we do a level five Venmo, is that like a business account? Do we need like taxes? Uh, if you happen to know the answer, why don't you put that in the uh, comment section down below? I need all the internet uh, business attorneys, <laughs> um, accountants, lawyers out there, because if I learn anything on my time on the internet. You give it enough time, and you're going to get a thousand answers. That's very true. That, that makes me think of <laughs> every time we would do like a uh, like a church survey, whether it was there in Long Beach or here in Washington. Like, um, you know, we'd ask a question to the whole church, and and sure enough, eighty five different responses. It's like, wow, I I, I feel uh, like I, I I know less now uh, than I did before I started the survey. I should just go with my gut. 
and uh, yeah, surveys. <coughs> well, I think the trick to church surveys is you have to ask people that are uh, voices you want to hear from, uh, selective voices that you feel can actually speak into whatever issue you're going to go through. So, so um, silence the people you don't want to hear from. See, that sounds bad, <laughs> but I'm saying, I'm not saying you have to choose people that um, are going to agree with you. Okay, so I'm not, saying no echo chambers. Sh- yeah, you don't want to create an echo chamber. You want to sit there and have vo- differing voices, but you've got to make sure it's a voice that you're willing, like, that has some stake in the game, I guess. Right. You, you know? One that's already, Skin in the game, if you will. One that's already built trust or somebody that, yeah. that you, will, you will know will give you an honest response, right? I, that's why I would, yeah. I would go to you. You may not always give me a response I want to hear, but I know it's a it's a legit, honest response. And uh, our years of ministry together, our seven years of ministry, uh, there are oftentimes where you would come with an idea, and I'd be like, uh, "Can we think about this?" <laughs> yep. And times you were proven right, and times where I felt I was proven right. Yep. You know, and times where we both were proven wrong somehow. <laughs> <laughs> so. Oh man, you know, you know I've, I've uh, in my new my new role here, our, uh, our our lead pastor has been doing a lot of stuff with, um, uh, like not like not personality tests, but uh, but a lot of different kind of like uh, I don't know lists of questions that help you understand kind of like who who you are and like how you work and how you operate, mm. like kind of what your default kind of thing is. Uh, like strength finders and stuff like that kind of like strength finders and, and i don't know if this one has like a specific name but the the idea was um uh when it comes to like uh, a problem whether that's like in a in a work environment kind of like what's your what's your what's your go-to to like solving it or or something like that it, it was kind of like so ar- around those lines if i'm understanding properly it's if there's a problem are you a person that would say, yo, I'll solve it? Or are you a person that would say, hey, let them solve it? Right. And that's it. And, okay. And there's, and there's four different categories. Uh, <laughs> some of them are like visionaries that just see like kind of like, I don't know how to get there, but this is where we're going. Uh, there's uh, activators who are like, okay, here's the problem. Here's the solution. I'm going to move you all to do it, to take care of it. Uh, and then there's uh, managers who just kind of like say um, – Okay, this is like, you now have to do it, so now I'm going to make sure that you, we do stay on this path. And then there's the uh, the creatives who just come up with ideas. That's it. And that's definitely where I'm at. And so like the whole... I was like, going to say, that's, that's your category. Because it's like, <laughs> if there's a problem, man, immediately I've got five different ideas of how we could solve it. I don't know if any of them work. I don't know if any of them are realistic. Uh, I, I don't know how much it will cost, but I have an idea. Um, and so there you go. Like I, <laughs> as soon as he went through this whole thing, I was like, oh man, that is, <laughs> that is so me. Like I would just come up. You're like, like I don't even need the personality <laughs> test. Just put me in as the, uh, as the visionary person. Yeah. I, I will come up with a solution. Um, and then I'll just leave it to other people to figure it out. But that's been kind of a cool thing to like, uh, realize, realize about myself. So. So, kind of going back to this idea of like, uh, you'll get a bunch of different opinions within when you ask a church setting and stuff like that. I wanted to ask your opinions. Hold up, are you drinking Jack in the Box shake right now? <laughs> you just complained that it's thirty-eight <laughs> degrees. It's in your your parents' basement. 
And I look, and you have a Jack in the Box like milkshake. Uh, I picked, what flavor first uh, before we get into the it's, it's uh, the chocolate. shape? It's chocolate. It is uh, okay. That's um, a little basic. I, I agreed. Agreed. I am a Oreo shake fan, um, but I, uh, but I didn't feel like I wanted to work for it tonight. Like I just wanted to be able to just drink a, uh, a shake. Um, now, something I just thought about. Yeah. When I go to Jamba Juice, and this isn't a plug for Jamba at all, but I can ask for it to be double blended. Because sometimes they give you fruits and you get like a, a mm. chunk of fruit in the straw. And so double blended helps a lot with that. I wonder if you could do that with an Oreo shake at um, Jack. Could you say, give me a double blended so you're guaranteed to get less chunk of Oreo in there. Because you're right, working it for the, through the straw, not fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's a good question. And you know, that makes me makes me think of even then, like if we can just rabbit trail off of this rabbit trail, uh, which I think was a <laughs> rabbit trail to begin with. Um, I, I know some people that work at the Chick-fil-A here in Federway, and one of them is a manager. And, uh, and he was telling me that, um, that probably like, I think he said 70% of the orders at Chick-fil-A are custom. Like they're not menu items, they're custom orders. And I was like, what, what, like, like what, what I didn't even, I couldn't even think of what a custom order would be. He said, probably the majority of orders come through with, um, uh, a request for a thick fillet. Because I, I was asking, I was like, are, are, are the fillets getting thinner? Like, is it just me? Or like, like, what's going on here? And he said that, that he's like, you know what? Actually, we get like the whole like bunch of them or whatever. And as we cook them and, and if you request a thicker fillet, they'll actually like dig through all the fillets and give you the thick one, whatever they could find. And I thought, oh my gosh, I've got to do that next time. Hmm. I was told that you can do a, uh, a chicken quesadilla. Because uh, they have the tortillas from like burritos and stuff, and you can get a chicken quesadilla at Chick Fil A. I've never tried that though. Ask ask your friend if he'll make that. Yeah, yeah, I will. I will ask that. Uh, I was so I was trying to figure out how many steps to go back to to where we are now. Um, I picked my son up from youth group tonight, and of where he won a twenty five dollar gift card, uh, which was pretty cool. I should have made him buy. Jack and Box, um, but uh, yeah, uh, I, I stopped and picked him up some fries because usually he's a little bit hungry because we usually have to rush dinner, and so uh, he's still. Is hungry. that because his body's trying to generate enough heat because he's a t-shirt on? Yeah, because he's yeah, he's not wearing a jacket. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, um, yeah. and uh, and so I, I knew that <laughs> I knew that we were going to be recording, but I was just like, man, I don't know. Sometimes that that shake just looks enticing, and then uh, and then he was like. Can I have a milkshake? And I said, no, that's crazy. <laughs> it's 38 you degrees outside. You, sir, are a child. <laughs> so, <laughs> and so, that's a responsible parent right there. And then uh, and then I just thought it'd be really funny to like freeze my butt off at drinking a milkshake and doing a podcast. Uh, I, I think I you might. like it. Uh, I might be down to do these like this uh, each week and then eventually it'll just be like snow outside and Oh man, this is this is this is how I reacclimate myself to uh, Washington. You can do one from like the uh, deck porch, you know, outside in the snow. The deck I like porch. We'll, we'll take. I assume you guys have a deck or a porch or something. We do. Yeah, yeah, we do. I I'm just saying you can do it outside, you know, in the snow and stuff like that. When it's like six feet of snow, six to feet set up of a snowman next to you. I think one foot is usually like 
the max we get around here. We're pretty close to the water, so it doesn't get it doesn't get crazy. Whatever, I don't know. Uh, but anyways, speaking of water, we're going back to what I was going to say. Back to this idea of uh, church di- uh, differing opinions within the church. Oh, yeah. Uh, I-, I was going to ask you, what are your thoughts on baptism? Uh, the reason I say this... <laughs> I did not think uh, that's where you were going. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm good. Yeah, well done. I was telling the youth kids yesterday, uh, one of the hallmarks of a... Uh, a great youth leader is the ability to bring back any conversation to the topic at hand. No matter what rabbit trail they go on, you can bring it back uh, to what the original topic was supposed to be. And you're pretty good at uh, that. That's a skill set. I don't want to brag. <laughs> but but anyways, uh, okay. you threw water out and I was like, I'm, I'm jumping in. Uh, <laughs> Look at that. And the puns? Man, you're all over. Yep. Wordplay? Uh, <laughs> so, baptism. Uh, I was watching a TikTok, and I, I think I sent it to you, um, where a guy discussed that the thief on the cross isn't a good example yeah. of why baptism isn't required for Christians. That's right. Uh, and that got my brain just thinking, like, when is when should you be baptized, uh, if at all? Um, I'll throw that as a caveat, because I fully believe you should be baptized, um, if possible. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, like, when should you be baptized? Is there any requirements that come with baptism? Uh, and, yeah. See, right, what are your thoughts? Right, right here. And is, then, oh, and yeah. then what should the oh, response oh, be man. from the uh, congregation as a whole? So, when <laughs> should you be baptized? I like, I like <laughs> that one. I like that one. I have thoughts on that one because I've heard so many different things uh, or a couple different <laughs> things. <clears throat> um, I, I think... Uh, uh, why, can you can you explain real quick again the the idea that the uh, that the thief on the cross is not a good uh, a good example? Yeah, yeah. So uh, the concept being that um, if you ask an evangelical uh, whether or not baptism is required for uh, salvation, mm-hmm. uh, a lot of them would point to the concept that there's the thief on the cross next to Jesus as he was dying, and uh, Things happen, and the thief says something to Jesus, like, and Jesus says, "Today you will be with me in paradise." Right, indicating that the person had enough faith to believe in Jesus, yeah, and that faith saved him. Okay. So he didn't have to get baptized in order to be in paradise with Jesus. Okay, and so that's the basic concept that evangelicals typically use. But this guy is pointing out that that happened prior to Jesus's death. So therefore, you can't say, "Well, that does, that's not required for Christians today," because that happened before Jesus, and we live post Jesus. Right now, granted, it was five seconds before Jesus, but nonetheless, <laughs> like if the guy would have died five seconds after Jesus and wasn't baptized, like would that have been an issue? I don't know. <laughs> the guy didn't go into that much detail in the actual video because the nature of TikTok, but. <laughs> uh. So, so, so what's the question? The question is, is, it, <laughs> like, is, so, so, is baptism required for salvation? Let's start with the easy one. So, so I'm, I'll say no. 
and I think, and I know that, and I know that I've used <laughs> the thief on the cross before as my, uh, as as yeah. my example. Um, and uh, but but I think if, if I remember right, this this in this video, right, there's a distinction. There's a uh, a baptism that happens before, um, right? Because it's um, I think it's I think it's is it no 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 it's John is it John that's talking? It's either it's John, or John Jesus. who baptizes with water, and then Jesus comes and baptizes with the Holy Spirit. That's the distinction that you can make between the two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was trying to remember who said that. Was that Jesus talking about John and himself, or was that John talking about himself and Jesus? And I think it was John. That's John. He says it. Yeah, he yeah. says it uh, right before Jesus because another one comes after me. I baptize with water, but an, yeah. an one greater than me will come and baptize with the Holy Spirit. Yeah. So, and so, then typically speaking, Jesus is the next uh, story that happens. Yeah. So there's a diff- There must be a difference. Otherwise, I don't think that John John would have said that. And so. You know, as I as I've thought about that and I've read through that, you know, John uh, is is pretty clear that that he's you know he's baptizing baptizing for the repentance of sins um, is is what it seems like is happening there in uh, um, uh, is that is that John? Um, it's in all four gospels. That that part. A- a- anyways, sorry, yeah, it's, it's cold. I verified it. <laughs> yeah. um, uh, and, and so I, I would say that, 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 yeah, maybe, maybe the thief on the cross is not a, a great example of that. Um, but I think, um, I, I would say that it seems it would, it would be really, uh, I, I guess out of character in regards to salvation, um, if there were a, um, uh, uh, a prerequisite or uh, a require or requirements. It's kind of like here, I've given you salvation, right? Ephesians uh, 2, 8, 9 is a free gift uh, from God so that no one can boast, right? And so this is a, um, you've been saved by grace. So that's kind of, I went back and mm. forth a little bit there, right? But you've been saved by grace. And so. Um, uh, through faith to kind of clarify that, all that out. Thank you, through faith. Uh, and so it'd be weird to be like, you have been saved, um, uh, saved by grace through faith, um, Unless you don't get baptized, right? Like um, <laughs> with baptism, with baptism, and going door to door and saying these prayers, and right, it's like none, none of that stuff is there. And so, the the thought that I that I often have in in that regard is if, let's say you're at a wherever you are, wherever people are when they realize that that uh, that, that Jesus. It, it truly did die for them, and so they are ready to to offer their lives back there. You know that's that, that Romans uh, nine nine ten ten nine. Um, I get those mixed up all the time. Uh, but it's if you you know you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord. Gosh, I think I say that like every single podcast. Uh, but um, it's a good message to put out there. I'm, I'm, I I will allow that one to be <laughs> said every podcast. <laughs> thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, Right, and so if you've if you've if you've gone from death to life, right, in that kind of regard, you've you've uh, admitted that Jesus is is yours, and then immediately are struck by a meteor, or get hit by a car, or whatever kind of tragedies strike, like <coughs> to show up at you know the pearly gates or whatever, and Jesus is like, oh, so close, oh man, just like, I mean, if you would have just said that prayer. Two minutes earlier, we could have baptized you and you'd be here, but... It's actually uh, St. Peter that would be saying that. Uh, and he'd be like, <laughs> I have to bring this up to the management. Uh, actually, he won't even do that. You have to request for a manager 
to approve your situation every time. So you have to pull a Karen. That's how that like, at the pearly gates. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let me talk to a manager. Um, let me talk to your supervisor. All right. <laughs> and then your supervisor shows up and it's Jesus, and you're like, uh, maybe. <laughs> uh, yeah, like I didn't realize who I was talking to. Uh, I guess okay. This and I'm not talking about the the uh, Jesus that comes in the Gospels. I'm talking about the Jesus that shows up in Revelation, where you're like, oh, that's some power. Yeah. What's that coming out of your mouth? Oh, it's a sword. Oh, I, you know what? We're good. I'm good. <laughs> My bad. I don't know. <laughs> oh. Oh man, we should do more late night podcasts. Um. <laughs> I, uh, and so, so yeah, so I don't think that it's exclusionary, right? Is that the right word? Um, sure. I don't think that if, if you don't get baptized that you are then out of the club, right? Like uh, it just doesn't, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't track with the rest of what yeah. we know about, uh, the gospel and salvation. Um, but, I, but I think I will agree that baptisms are different pre Jesus and post Jesus. And so, the thief maybe not maybe is not a good example. Mm. Um, okay, uh, uh, but I don't think that it. I don't think that it 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 then does away with uh, the the argument that you that salvation or that uh um, yeah that salvation hinges on um, being being baptized. Um, I, I think that I mean the, the the thief on the cross is a good example for a lot of things, um, just in regards to like he didn't get a chance to go right all of his wrongs or. Uh, seek forgiveness from all of his friends and families or the people that he had robbed. He didn't get to make restitution for the things that he had uh, stolen or, or whatever. And, and um, there, there are a lot of things that I think Christians tend to add on to the gospel that the thief wouldn't have been able to have done. E even if we take, <laughs> even if we take baptism off the table. Yeah. And, um, and, and it was that it was that faith that saved the thief on the cross. It was the belief that Jesus Absolutely. is yeah, the yeah. Son of God, and and that's that's what saved him. That's what got him into uh, uh, into heaven. And I love that. I think we posted it on our on our TikTok. Um, uh, I can't remember when I did that. It might have been right around Easter. Maybe if that makes sense. But like when the, uh, the there was a, a pastor. I can't think of his name right now. But he, he did this whole thing. But he, he told the story about the thief on the cross who shows up in heaven. And the angels just like, I'm sorry, mm. I'm sorry. How did you get in here? And and essentially, he's like, well, the guy that was on the middle cross said I could come. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> like, yeah, am I in the right spot? <laughs> I, I've just I was chilling on. I was on a cross. I was I was shouldn't say chilling, but I was yeah. dying on a cross. This guy said, "You're gonna be with me in paradise," and then I'm here. <laughs> And then here you I tell am. me who was that guy? Yeah, yeah. Is he is, is he here too? I, I just what's next? I don't know. Uh, yeah. So oh, that's um, yeah. So so, so I, don't, I I can't remember what, what point that guy was trying to make. If he was trying to say that that sal that uh, salvation does hang on whether or not you're baptized, or if he was just trying to say that that's just not a good argument. Um, uh, no, I think I think that particular video was simply saying, um, if your answer for why you're in heaven is I, your first statement is I did X, Y, or Z, <laughs> you're doing something wrong. Yeah. Your first statement should be because Jesus, because 
the man on the middle cross. Yeah. That's why I'm here. Man. Uh, so I think that was that particular video. Uh, mm-hmm. That was the point that pastor was making. Yeah. But if we both agree that salvation isn't hinging on baptism, but baptism should happen, I think you would agree with that. When in the uh, the life cycle of a Christian should it happen? Do they have to hit certain requirements before they get baptized? Um, what what would you be using as your uh, reference guide? So, <laughs> um, my my initial thought is to go to uh, what I believe is the first post Jesus water baptism we see in the uh, scripture. Was that X? Which is eight? in X nine eight? Yeah, I was going to yeah. say X eight. Uh, Philip. And the uh, Ethiopian Eucharist? treasurer. Uh, <laughs> Call him a Eucharist. Uh, uh, he is not a Eucharist. He is a eunuch. Those are two very different there things. There goes, there goes all of our Catholic followers. They're out. We've offended oh, the Catholics. Man. We're done. Remember when Philip baptized the Eucharist? <laughs> oh, no. Oh, gosh. Okay. So, <laughs> Philip <laughs> and the Ethiopian treasurer or eunuch, as yeah. we will call what, what him. Is, what's a, what is a eunuch again? Uh, someone that's been um, uh, castrated so that he won't sleep with uh, women. Castrated? Is that like a... That's all when they cut off <laughs> your manhood. <laughs> <laughs> Just wanted to see what you would say. Uh... <laughs> All right. <laughs> and we're so, done. Uh, that, you know, uh, real, real quick. Oh, as I bump everything. Uh, Animaniacs, which was a cartoon they brought back. I don't know if it succeeded when they brought it back, but Animaniacs, that cartoon from from, from a while ago. I want to see this connection. <laughs> Whenever somebody would do something questionable, there would always be, I think it was uh, 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 Yakko, which would be like, and good night, everybody. And, and I know that a lot of people do it, but it always makes me think of Animaniacs first. But just the... Um, just kind of like okay, and we're done, <laughs> and we're we're canceled. We're off the air. Um, peace out. Uh, okay, but anyway, so the uh, the eunuch uh, heard the story from Philip, you know, of uh, Christ and salvation and stuff like that, and said, "Well, because he was, All right, I want to follow Christ." He, he was reading it, right? the, it so yeah, Philip oh, was yeah, yeah. somewhere else was was or it was uh, kind of like running alongside and overheard him talking about. Uh, Isaiah, and I want to say he was quoting Isaiah 53. That sounds correct, but I, I'm some, not going to quote myself on something that. Something around there? <laughs> and and Philip was like, do you, do you know what you're reading? And he's like, nope. I'm just reading it. And so then he then he walked him through, like, all this stuff you're talking about, that's Jesus. And he came, <laughs> and he's lived, and he died, and he rose again. Yeah. And, and so then he's like, dang. He's like, I'm in. And then somehow through that process, they were talking about, well, there's... There's water right there. Why shouldn't I be baptized? Um, and Philip's like, let's go. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and so it was an immediate conversion. Water baptism happened within moments of each other. Right. Um, but I will say a lot of churches that I've attended today in t- the present age mm-hmm. seems to be conversion... Let's have a conversation about, do you understand everything that you talked about? Yeah. Uh, and maybe even to the effect of, can I see that lived out in your life? Like, do you hmm. uh, 
exhibit signs of the fruit of the spirit. Yeah. Now you can get baptized. It seems like some churches have put steps in place between conversion and baptism. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, uh, yeah, I, I mean, I even know my, myself when I would have students come up and say that they want to get baptized. Um, I would want to have a conversation with them just to kind of see what, what like, first of all, to ask them what that means, right? Because some people will get, yeah. they're like, uh, we, we used to have people call the church uh, and be like, hey, I need to get, I need to get baptized. Um, like, why? I'm just, I'm having evil, dark thoughts. I'm like, well, that's not really, that's, that's, it's, it's not like a, it's not like a, a a Clorox wipe. Like, that's not what this is. Like, it's not just going to wipe away whatever bad. It's a Lysol bath. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and so, so people use it as a means to their own, even, you know, my own family member who got uh, baptized right as they were about to be um, actually, right as they're about to be baptized, the person baptizing them said, is there anything that you want to say before we dunk you? And, uh, and they said, uh, I just, I can't wait for my new body. And I thought, Oh crap! Uh, you're going to be disappointed, right? Thinking that like I mean, full disclosure, I can't wait for my new body either. But I also realize that I will be dying before that happens. Or, or, um, right, that's that's a, uh, a, a right a glorified body that we'll receive way, way, way later. Uh, <laughs> and, and you know, this this family member was under the impression had been led to believe that baptism is a like a restart, like a like a like a I don't know, like a rebirth. And so once you come up out of the water, man, you are cleansed, you are healed, you are uh, everything. Now, it turns out this church was also a, a prosperity gospel church that was, um, mm. you know, wealth, uh, health, wealth, and prosperity kind of things. And so that's what they were teaching and that's what they were living out. And so this family member was, uh, I mean, bought into that. And so um, so, th- so I think that there are some questions that make sense, but, but, but that's for today because we're all, super selfish and don't really know what we're talking about anymore. Whereas like, if you read, I mean, geez, almost, almost all of the accounts in scripture, um, post Jesus were, uh, uh, Oh, you believe baptize. Oh, you believe let's go back to your house and baptize your whole family. Like it was like, yeah, it, the whole family, it, even, even though we don't get any account that any of them believed or made any kind of profession, it was, it, it, it was a, uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I mean, Paul did that uh, a number of times with with families, um, where entire households would then get would get baptized. And so, it, what? So I was gonna say you brought up Paul, and I thought about this, um, and I couldn't find it. And you're much more knowledgeable than I am. Um, but we have no account of Paul being baptized as a Christian. <coughs> and then, other than the Holy Spirit descending upon the other apostles, I don't know of any account of them being baptized in water as a Christian. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's actually actually a little bit interesting too when you, when you think about it because John, was there baptism before John the Baptist? They knew what he was doing, right? They called him John the Baptizer. It wasn't John the yeah. Dunker. Like they were like, <laughs> and so yeah, what, they had a word for it. <laughs> right, right, yeah. <laughs> what is that? Did you doing? I don't know. Let's call it a baptize. I don't know. <laughs> uh, and so, 
So there must have been something, and I'm trying really hard right now not to, to like make a connection. I sprung this on you, full disclosure. So <laughs> no, no, no. I, it's my my. I'm 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 drawing a connection between uh, uh, what what you're asking and the chosen, uh, which the chosen is not scripture. And so, but because I've watched the episode, the, the episodes, right. Where they've talked about being baptized by John the baptizer. And it's like, wait, that's not, that's not, I cannot rely on that. That is not a reliable yeah. source. Um, and so you're right though. I don't, there are not, we, we don't, we don't see any of that. <clears throat> um, and so I would, I would imagine though, if Jesus gave the command to, um, uh, to go right to all of the nations, uh, um, uh, making disciples, baptizing them, and teaching them all that he's commanded. That at some point they would have been baptized by Jesus. They were baptized by the Holy in the Holy Spirit. Right, but at that at point Pentecost. they were Right, but at that point they were. No, what I'm but, saying, I'm saying though, like they were baptized in the Holy Spirit at Pentecost, right? And yeah. John the Baptist makes a distinction between the water baptism that he's doing and the Holy Spirit baptism that Jesus is going to do. And so do you think that when Jesus said, go and make disciples and baptize them, they had the under the under they were understanding that as we have to go and baptize people with the Holy Spirit. Uh, I mean, honestly, I've never thought about that until like the other day when I made those connections myself and I haven't done a whole bunch of research into it. Now I personally still fall in the water baptism as a declaration of your faith in Christ and you're putting him as the Lord of your life. Right. So I want to make sure that's really clear before we get too far into the rabbit trail. And Uh, and same, same. I I believe in uh, baptism by immersion. It's the way that Jesus was baptized. Um, and, uh, and so we get to do, we get to do likewise. And so we are, you know, we are, we are buried with Christ. We raised with Christ. There's just a lot of symbology that, that, yeah. that, that goes along with it. And, and he said it, he said that we should. <laughs> and so not only, yeah, yeah, yeah. not only should we go and make disciples and baptize people, but the person that would have come before us that, that made us disciples, like we should have been. And so we're in a long line of people that are being uh, made into disciples and being baptized. Um. And and if Jesus went all the way under, I will also go all the way under, um, and that's yeah. and that's the way I'll teach it. But I but but I think that this question does bring up like a, like more questions of what what did the what did the disciples understand that to mean? Um, yeah, because they would have pictured I, and- John's baptism, John the Baptist's baptizing people. Um, they wouldn't have known about the baptism of the Holy Spirit until Pentecost. So that's still like a, a, a ways out still. Um, For sure. But there are plenty of things that Jesus told them that he said, you won't understand this until hmm. until the helper comes. Yeah. You know, there's been plenty of things. that. So I don't think that you can necessarily say just because they didn't understand it in the moment that that means that the, the way they understood it is correct. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. There were a lot of those things. It, it, it makes me wonder that as Jesus is talking about the helper that's going to come, like how they were just expecting, like just somebody, like like a person to walk through the door um, until yeah. the Holy Spirit and actually also, came on. And they were like, oh. And they also were expecting Jesus to go destroy Rome, you know? And yeah. then Jesus like, no, 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 no. You don't understand what I'm doing here. Yeah. Uh, and... 
so then that whole well, thing they have there, you know. So I think that, and I can make the argument, uh, just as a quick argument, that more than likely the uh, disciples passed down the need for water baptism to like their disciples, to their uh, mm-hmm. to their next generation of spiritual kids that they had, who eventually passed it down to their next generation and all the way down. So there's a good understanding that this is something that's come from the disciples because it's something they received directly from Jesus. Right. So, so, so I, I would, sorry to, to backtrack a little bit then. I, I just want to hear what do you think were the disciples baptized? You mean a water baptism post yeah. Jesus? Uh, um, I have no idea. Or, I have no idea. Or pre. They obviously believed. Uh, I, they obviously had faith. Yeah, yeah. I I feel like they probably were pre, um, you know, because they might have been baptized when Jesus was baptized, uh, but none of them were. But it wasn't the significant moment in the book, so it wasn't necessarily recorded. Right. Because because what is the significance of baptism? Because it's not cause, right. Because I want to make sure that we're not saying that once you're baptized is when you receive the Holy Spirit. No, no, right. I'm not saying that at all. No, I just, I don't think either of us have said that. I just, yeah. that was like a thought that was in my head. Uh, and For so, sure. And so if, if baptism really is only a public declaration of your faith, um, that that's, that's why it's not a, uh, something that hinges on, like that salvation hangs on. Uh, because it's 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 publicly saying it, right? It's really it's for um, it's for you to be able to say like, hey, look, I love Jesus, and I want everybody here to understand that. And then that that gives kind of gives the authority to those who are witnessing, um, gives them uh, the authority to hold you accountable to that, right? To be able to call you back and be like, whoa, whoa, wasn't this you who just proclaimed that you loved Jesus with your whole life, and now you're off doing all these crazy things? Like, why don't we come back to the let's come back to what you what what you had already like publicly declared. Um, yeah, and so I remember when I was baptized uh, at like ten or eleven. That was one of the things that um, the children's director talked to me about. Hmm. She was like, "Hey, you know, you're getting baptized," and it wasn't like a you can't get baptized. It's like just understand that once you get baptized, you are inviting the church family into your life hmm. to correct you, yeah, to point out when you are not following Christ. Yeah, and. and- that's funny. I, I mean, because I've had that conversation with with a bunch of people who have now kind of gone off and do their own thing. Yeah. Right. And so, which is just more indicative of the fact that it's not baptism that saves you. It's not baptism that changes your heart. That's that's yeah. a Jesus only thing. Yeah. What was your? You had another question. There was another one. Oh, just the other question in all that is, how should the church respond <laughs> yeah. to baptism? Um, with uh, uh, bowed heads and closed eyes and prayer hands. <laughs> I, I, you know what? I, I, I don't, I, I don't know. I mean, I don't think that there is a, a you're going to find a passage that says, and once a person emerges from the water, you shall whatever the blank is right there. But if that passage isn't in the Bible, it's not in any of the ones I've read. <laughs> it's somewhere in 
Second Jeremiah. Um, <laughs> no, I'm still writing that one. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I, uh, I, I think that it's a celebration. I, I just, I love watching baptisms. I love watching people publicly declare that they love Jesus. Um, uh, and, and I think that there is just something um, uh, just really, really special about uh, a person who is, which is nerve wracking to get in front of a bunch of people and like publicly declare something that's really important, but it's people hate talking in front of people for some reason. Um, but for them to come up out of the water and hear the entire church just applauding and cheering and whistling mm. and like, it's it's a big deal, and it, 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 it I think it helps kind of send a message to the person being baptized that like, okay, like I'm not I'm not in this by myself. Like I I'm yeah. surrounded by by a whole church that that is supportive and encouraging, and um, yeah, and so I'm I'm all about the the, the cheering and celebration. I, I think that we should go further. I think there should be more. I think there should be a party. I think there should be. Um, it's it's a big deal. Like it's. I mean, we don't we don't rarely ever get to see the the uh, the moment where somebody gives their life to Jesus. Usually, you find out about it like a week later. Like, whoa, what 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 happened? Or, um, oh yeah yeah, last night when I was in my cabin at camp, like I said the prayer, and it's and so this is like something that the church gets to be a part of in this huge declaration of loving Jesus. Yeah. and man, that. That should be shouted. Like, that's just, I think it's so cool. I love it. Love baptism. Yeah, uh, I like what you said there about it's the opportunity for the church to uh, declare themselves as the, uh, as it says in Hebrews, you know, the great cloud, a, a great crowd of whatever, the witnesses that are uh, uh, around us. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah uh, that's, are you talking about the, the Hebrews passage since we're surrounded by such yeah, a great cloud of witnesses? Thank you, great cloud of witnesses. I was like, that doesn't sound right, but yeah, that's really a great cloud of witnesses. Um, and then it tells us, you know, to uh, to stay faithful and to run the race and stuff like that. Yeah. So, I mean, it's a great, just like, this is, this is that cloud of witnesses. It's the ones that are uh, currently in the room with you. It's the ones that have gone before you. It's, uh, mm. the you know, going all the way back to uh, Abraham and Isaac and Jacob, right? That's mm. part of that whole cloud. Yeah. But the immediate one you have in front of you, is the church body that God has placed you in. Yeah. Yeah. It's 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 great. And, and I think, I don't know, I haven't been at this church very long, and I, and I don't know that at, at Long Beach we had uh, a, a system for this. Um, but, but just even as we've been talking here uh, uh, tonight, maybe that's something that needs to be created, like a... <laughs> Not like a follow-up email or, but it's like, that's a big deal. Like, I, I don't know. I don't know if there's a way to celebrate it further or to like, I don't know, I, but. Potluck. Churches love potlucks. Uh, <laughs> you get baptized, we're having a church potluck afterwards. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it, you know, going, kind of going back a little bit, um, because I, I, I love the idea of like spontaneous baptisms too. And I think that's another reason why we don't do them right away um, is because, you know, you want like your friends. Because we can't have a potluck set up? You can't have the potluck set up and you don't have like your <laughs> friends and your family, right? Especially with youth, you would want your parent, you know, their parents there. I know that I would, I mean, if, if, if my kid went off to camp and accepted Jesus and then 
got baptized. Like, I'd be bummed I wasn't there, but I'd, I'd hope that I'd be stoked that he took all of these leaps of faith and public declarations. But, like, I don't know. No, granted, I never. I don't have a kid. But part of me is, like, I think I'd be way more stoked that he declared himself a follower of Christ yeah. and just saw that the next step was baptism. Yeah. Like, it's just a natural outflowing from, I believe in Jesus. Yep. I got baptized. Yep. No, I don't have a kid. So maybe when I have a kid and that kid tells me, hey, I got baptized, I will be like, oh, man, I kind of wish I could have been there. Right. And, and I think that's all. Like, if, if that, you know, scenario plays out, like, I'll be bummed I wasn't there. But you're right. I would be way more stoked that these were the steps that he took and he was um, uh, acting in obedience. And uh, and I'm cool with that. I'll take obedience over uh, my own desires. Yeah. At least... I can say that now because it's not a real scenario yet. But <laughs> <laughs> yes, I, I'm willing to say it now. But uh... <laughs> <laughs> well, if we've learned anything. Just because you say it on the internet, it can't come back to haunt you, no matter how many years ago it was. Are we on the same internet? <laughs> <laughs> no, anything you put on the internet will haunt you. Um, we've seen it. We've seen it done a, a ton of times. Man, don't ever say something dumb on the internet. Someone will find it. Uh. I think you and I both can agree that we're happy that we grew up in a pre-cell phone, <laughs> pre-internet world where not yes. every dumb thing we said or did was recorded and tweeted out to the world. Uh, yeah. Because I definitely would have been canceled, like for reals. <laughs> yep. And... <laughs> yep. I, uh, I, I had some blind spots, for sure. Yep. Yeah. Man. Man, the internet. That's okay. Uh, hopefully, social media is going to just run itself into the ground and we'll go back to having real conversations with people. Maybe we will. Um, and maybe we won't. But either way, this has been Level 5 Podcast. I've been Jeremiah Holden. And I've been Jesse. And before we go, we want to tell you those two things. I know I did it out of order today, but <laughs> man, it just felt right right there. It did feel right. <laughs> well done. It way felt to, right. <laughs> way to go with your gut. Night, uh, nighttime podcast with Jeremiah and Jesse just hits different. <laughs> it does, it does. It's it's a little it's a little icy. Uh, it's just good. Jeremiah and Jesse after dark. After dark. <laughs> <laughs> so Jesse, why don't you hit him with that first thing we want them to know? You are loved, man. No matter mm. what you're experiencing this week or today or what you've been experiencing for the last month, you're loved. You have value because you were created by a God who loves you and cares about you. And he gave you value and worth. So don't forget, number one, you are loved. Yeah. And that second thing, uh, you aren't promised tomorrow. You're not promised the night. So do work with God today, right now. Uh, stop listening to this podcast and go do work with God. And then do work with other people that you need to do work with. Uh, ask for forgiveness. Mend those bridges because tomorrow isn't guaranteed. And once again, I've been Jeremiah. And I'm Jesse. This has been your Level 5 podcast, After Dark. We love you guys. Get out of here, you crazy kids. Mm-hmm.